This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome back to the award-winning Rams Talk podcast. Now, that feels quite surreal to say, I'll, uh, I'll be honest with you. Uh, but we're here today uh, with the guys that were at the Football Content Awards on Thursday. Um, first off, what we want to say is a massive, massive thank you. Uh, people watching on video right now will see I'm holding up the silver awards uh, that we won. Uh, second best podcast in the Football League, which is absolutely crazy uh we did not expect to win anything so to turn up and take second place and only be beaten by peterborough's literal chairman is uh is really really special so thank you so much to all of you listen all of you interact uh it, it was so so grateful and one thing that quite a few people brought up after we won the award was they really liked the fact that uh, we get the audience interaction um so you guys definitely make this almost as much as we do so yeah very very grateful for that um, just a, a real quick chat to get us going uh, about the night. Um, first off, who have we got? We've got Callum Bucock. How are you, Cal? Yeah, I'm all good, mate. All good. Still sinking in. Every time I see uh, any retweets or comments or anything, it's just uh, kind of still brings a smile to my face. And so, no, it's been great. It has been great. So great you went to bed early. Don't think I'm not going to mention that on the pod. <laughs> uh, we've also got a man who went to bed a little bit later, Adam Titley. How are you, pal? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Like like Callum said, just to reiterate, um, pretty unbelievable, um, pretty crazy. Only just recovered from the evening, um, <laughs> but that is to be expected. Um, but no, yeah, absolutely unbelievable. Without the people listening, uh, we wouldn't have been there. Well, exactly. And and Vic, I mean, the man who very, very kindly let me in through the door uh, about half past five in the morning uh, as I was <laughs> dragged in out of my Uber uh, after a, it was a good night, but it was certainly a rough one. Uh, how are you, Vic? You're right. <laughs> I'm all good, man. I'm all good. I was one of those that got an early night. Uh, but yeah, it was a surreal <laughs> experience. It was um just want to say thank you to everybody that voted for us and thank you for everybody to get us into this position. Let's be honest, we we won the award. The Peterborough's chairman doesn't count. Come on. I mean, he doesn't even talk about Peterborough on this pod, you know what I mean? But yeah, no, thank you guys for everything that you've done. No, yeah, thank you very much. And just before we get into talking about today's topic, which is where Derby should strengthen in January, we've all come up with a few players that we should look at, similar to our shopping list episode uh, before the season started, to look at the three key areas where Derby really needs to improve. Um, just I'll have a quick chat about the night. I mean, from my perspective, it was an amazing night. We got to meet some 
brilliant, brilliant people. I mean, we met Billy Wingrove from the FC Freestylers. Some of our older listeners may not know who that is, uh, but when I was younger, he was, uh, yeah, a very prominent creator. He's got millions of followers, and he came to me and said, "You guys should have won, uh, and you're going to win next year." So if Billy Wingrove thinks that, we've we've done something right. We've done something right. Um, and I want to say a massive shout out to everyone at Her Game too, as well. Uh, we've obviously got Simran Atwal, who's basically our, our ambassador um she's our her game to ambassador uh, and she represented the club really really well and the rest of them were great as well um give a couple of shout outs to some of them somehow spoke to forest and and she was tolerable so you know if if a forest fan can be tolerable you know it's been a good night um and i'm sure she'd appreciate me saying that um so yeah and also a massive shout out to who we've got on on the preview next week gas cast uh uh, they've backed us the whole way. Absolute legends. Uh, I didn't think I'd like Bristol Rovers, uh, but here we are. And uh, yeah, here we go. Uh, Cal, what's your favourite moment of the night? Um, it's got to be um, when we, we sat down and we kind of all just uh, kind of looking around at like, who else is kind of here. You had TalkSport, you had BBC, you had not just other clubs, but like Man City's like media team. It's Arsenal fan TV. Kind of everyone who you kind of think, after a year of us doing this, we, we sh- should we really be here? But we, we should because of everything that obviously we've put into it. Uh, obviously, start with yourself and then the guys coming on um, over the last year and making it what it is. Um, just kind of all sat there and looked around and gone, I can't believe we're kind of kind of here in, in, in Anfield and an awards night. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it was really special. It was really special. I've just been thinking back to uh, when the awards have been read out and as everyone got progressively more drunk, the amount of boos for teams people hated, the <laughs> cheers for teams people liked. Man City got booed a lot. Uh, Wrexham got booed a lot. Uh, we ended up making friends with Bristol Rovers, South End, which was weird. Um, but no, everyone was great. It was really good fun. What about you, Adam? What was your favourite moment apart from the uh, the emo room at Electric Warehouse? <laughs> <laughs> Probably our name being read out, and then I mean, if you take that away, probably like like Callum said, meeting so many people who, you know, people who watch the podcast, people who listen in, you know, other people in the creative space, which makes superb content, and and getting to talk to them, I think really it was just a superb night all round. Really, so many nice people, so many lovely people, and so many, you know, creative media giants. If you say that that we were rubbing shoulders with, and it was it was just superb to be there. Really, a really really nice night to speak to people that you only see through video or, or listen to. It's yeah, it was it was really nice. Yeah, it was a bit surreal when we were stood at the bar with Adam P, Ellis Platt, and Alfie Indra. Um, so, <laughs> something I didn't think I'd ever say. Uh, it was yeah, it was a really really good night. And yeah, like you say, we brushed shoulders with some titans of the. Uh, the, the producing industry and and Vic, what about you, mate? What was your favourite moment? Um, I'd probably say when our name got called out. I had a good feeling before we walked in. That I thought we might walk away with something. Um, but I was pretty adamant that we ain't gonna. If we didn't win an award, we we're gonna come back with some cutlery, as Jamie said last week. But <laughs> I'm glad we won the award. Other than that, it was really nice to see so many different um, podcasters. I mean, this was the this is the future of the football content world now, and to to be in and amongst it, considering how young we are as a as a podcast, was really nice. So yeah, it was just a nice evening altogether. Um, it's just nice to meet so many different people. And yeah, it was just uh, nice to spend time with you guys as well because I think this is the first time we've actually spent an evening together as a pod properly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Um, and yeah, we can't call the pod young when Jamie's in it, but yeah, we're certainly yeah. young uh, for uh, 
<laughs> for a group. Um, but yeah, really good night. Really enjoyed it. Met some amazing people. And yeah, hopefully we'll be back next year. Um, so yeah, please help us next year to get there because we are not missing that. We are not missing that. <laughs> right. Let's get into today's topic. Uh, before we do, uh, we've got quite a few comments um, from from Jim Johnston, Ryan Jono saying congratulations. Really appreciate it. Along with the Talking Gas podcast. Good evening to you guys as well. Basically, they've got the same points as us. Uh, we need a centre-half, we need a holding midfielder, destroyer, and we need a striker that can put the ball in the back of the net. Um, now, we were talking about this before the episode. The main reason we need uh, a centre-half pretty much is to replace Aaron Cash. And I think we're pretty much all in agreement that Aaron Cash is very likely to leave in January. Uh, we agreed a fee with Brighton in the summer and it just didn't quite go over the line. If he goes, um, it will be great for him and probably good for us too financially because, you know, if, if he stays until the end of the season, we lose him on a free and that's the last thing we want. So, yeah, um, I guess we'll kick off, make it as easy as possible. Strikers. Uh, I've got mine written down, but Callum, I want to come to you. Who should Derby bring in in January to fire us up to the playoffs or beyond? Well, I've kind of looked at it um, and looked at players who were expiring of their contracts at the end of uh, the current season. Um, I'm looking at a couple of League One clubs um, that have done similar ilk in January in seasons past. Um, and you kind of just buy them out of the rest of their contracts. Funnily enough, something that we don't want to happen with Max Bird and Cashin, but uh, you kind of just pay off the rest of the fee uh, and that's your, kind of your transfer fee. Um, so I've got one, whether it would ever come off, um, but Sam Gallagher from Blackburn uh, is is part prime age, 28. Um, he's one of them that's just been around the block, um, been at Blackburn for a, a fair while. He, he is a proven scorer. Um, whether we'd be able to convince him to come down to League One, I don't know, but it, it's one of them where you look at it. Well, yeah, when you look at it and you go, if you if you look at it and go, end of season, where he's going to be looking for a next move, otherwise he would have probably signed a pre-contract already with Blackburn, so he's probably looking at that, that next step. Um, and if that's with uh, with Derby, then I think he'd uh, really fit the mould of, of a, a physical striker that uh, maybe Paul Warren wants. I like it. I like it. It's a strong start. Adam? Difficult one for me, this, picking out a player. Obviously, I know Johnson, Clark, Harris in the summer seemed every Derby County fan wanted him. Personally, I'd look at um, Aaron Collins from Bristol Rovers. I know he might cost quite a bit, but obviously with the expected sales of Max Bird and Aaron Cashin, you'd hope that we maybe have a little bit of funds to play with. And also, <clears throat> with, with the likes of Pretty much, it seems like Johnson Clark Harris will go to Bristol Rovers in January as it fell through so late on in the last transfer window. That to have two top strikers at a club, um, no disrespect to Bristol Rovers, but a club who aren't currently pushing for the playoffs, they'll be they'll find it hard to keep hold of of Collins. I would say, um, and they've definitely got some some value in him too to sell him on. So I definitely look at him. I think he's a very underrated player in this division. Um, I don't think anyone in the Championship will be sniffing around him, but after last season. I think he, he wouldn't go amiss if we were looking at him to bring in a proven goal scorer at this level who's banging form. Yeah, I agree. I think he cost a bit. I really do. I think he cost a bit. But again, uh, with Derby, we spend loads of money, don't we? So, yeah, it'd be, a, it'd be a good sign if we could bring him in and he'd definitely be one of those players that we need. Uh, Vic, who about, what, I can't speak now, mate. I've lost it completely. What about you, mate? Who do you think? 
So I took a slightly different route. So I looked at what was available in the free markets. Um, and one name that did stick out to me a little bit was Conor Wickham. Um, I know he played for Forest Green last season in this league and he scored a fair few goals. I just think with the right service, if you've got maybe Mendes, Lang and Barkhausen sort of feeding him the balls, then maybe he could be the prolific goal scorer we're crying out for. Um, we know he's got talent. It's just sort of trying to get the best out of him. And I think he'd be a very good physical um, focal point for Paul Warren's style of play. So I went down the route to that and looked at Conor Wickham. Yeah, yeah, you definitely could be right. And yeah, he adds something that we don't have and that's that physicality in the penalty area, isn't it? And when we're putting in 4,000 crosses a game, we could do with someone that can meet them. Um, interestingly, Adam, I've just been thinking then, Bristol Rovers have another striker. You think it is? Oh, it's Chrissy Martin. It's Chrissy Martin. They can't have Chris Martin, Johnson, Clark, Harris and Aaron Collins. That's just unfair. Um, so yeah, I think it's only fair if we get one of them. It's only fair. Fair. Maybe a um, £1 million pound bid would get him in. Maybe that's what we should put in. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. I mean, Ipswich had to spend similar amounts, didn't they, to get out of this league? So you never know. Um, and my choice is is Jake Young. I mean, I was sort of scouring League Two. Um, you know, the, the step from League Two to League One isn't as big as maybe it has been in recent years. I think it's probably closer. Uh, not going to mention crew whatsoever. Um, so Jake Young, he's a striker, he's 22. He was one that's had a really weird uh, summary. So he's at Swindon at the minute. Uh, he joined from Bradford on loan, who are in the same league, and he scored 13 goals, got four assists in 17 games. He's a poacher. He's big. He's not huge, but he's big enough. He's strong. He's quick. He's good in the air. And he's one of those players that's in the penalty box. And again, it's, it, I think he's kind of the sort of player that we expected Collins to be. Uh, in a way, I think, you know, we expected James Collins to be one of those poachers that sit in the box and score lots and lots of tappings off the likes of Mendes, Lang and Joe Ward. Whereas I think he struggled a little bit, um, if I'm not wrong, in the league. He scored as many goals at Pride Park as I have uh, this season uh, with one each. Um, so, you know, it's it's not what you want from your, your star man up top. So I think a, that sort of player would be perfect for us. He'd fit the mould. He works hard already. Uh, he'd probably be a worn type player. Uh, and if one's sticking around, we'll need someone that can play the way he wants us to play. So, yeah, I, I think he's the one for me. Now, want to talk about centre mid. Um, Max Bird. Max Bird, devastated if he goes. But I think we're all in agreement he probably will. Similar situation to Cashin. Six months left on his deal. Um, he'll be able to go abroad with a pre-contract uh, from, I think it's, it's end of January. Uh, and then, yeah, other clubs in England come April, May time. So we don't want to lose him on a free. That would be a disaster. He's made nearly 200 club appearances for us um, and we can definitely get money for him. So he's likely to go. We'd need a replacement in midfield, Callum. Um, who do you reckon? So I've looked at um, a player who is well-known to Paul Warren, um, centre mid, Scotland, um, got brought in by Paul Warren during the 1920 season. Um, very much liked, uh, did very well in the League One campaign, um, which got them up. Um, Jamie Lindsley, um, who is very, very well renowned, uh, hasn't really played that much this season. Again, he's out of contract at the end of uh, this current season. It's one of them where you could look at again paying off the rest of that contract. Warren obviously liked him, brought him in at his time at Rotherham, um, and is very much a, a Rotherham and Paul Warren fit of player, um, and can oh. get get about. I know, but if we want to play the Paul Warren way, mate, this is where we're going. <laughs> this is where we're going. Uh, the only the only other player I looked at was uh, he's an ex uh, 
Nottingham Forest player, and he is currently at Rotherham, uh, Cafu. Uh, so uh, if you want to go down the Portuguese route and go and be uh, nice and pretty, then you can have a Cafu again at Rotherham. So. Right, so you've been talking to Derby Scouting Department then. Um, yes. So, yes, yeah, sir. we can't count any of yours. <laughs> but no, it's a good shout. Again, I know I hate the fact that we keep signing ex-Paul Warren players, but yeah, um, if he fits the mould, he fits the mould. Um, Adam, what about you? Uh, I've been looking at the free market, um, as many of us have, <clears throat> and players that have caught my attention, two lads at Preston who I know they're out of contract this summer, However, I would expect a championship club to probably come in for them or Preston to extend it. Yet still, um, big fan of Alan Brown at Preston. think he's been a decent enough player for them and has a lot of championship experience and quality. I think he's maybe a player that could drop down the division if it looks like a team maybe pushing for promotion. Another one that has been quite a big favourite of mine in recent years is Ben Whiteman. I believe he had a stellar season at Doncaster Rovers a couple of years ago, which got him his move to Preston, he's out of contract in the summer. Players that are coming into their peak of form, I think they're about 26 and 28, both between them. And I do really like them. But whether we'd be able to get them on a free, I'm probably being a bit hopeful there because I think their contracts would be extended um, either in January or another championship club will come in for him. But a player like Ben Whiteman, I think, would be would be superb for us to come in as a replacement for Max Bird. Do you think he'd be like for like? I think they're similar players, but I think Max Bird, I think is a little bit more forward-minded, if I'm right in saying that. I think definitely we've seen that this season and at the back end of last season, Max Bird going forward with a little bit more more prowess to be involved in the goals. We've seen the magic of a left foot that he does have when he strikes that ball, usually finds the top corner when he has a go. But I think Ben Whiteman would provide a little bit more stability, a little bit more of a holding. I could be completely wrong as somebody else who's more knowledgeable or a Preston fan could listen to this and go, what is he talking about? Absolute rubbish. But um, no, I, I do quite like Ben Whiteman as a, a player that's probably coming into the peak of his career. Um, and in comparison to Max Bird, I, I think it'd be a pretty good addition. Absolutely. Paul Warren wants peak players, doesn't he? So yeah, if we can get a couple more of them in, it'd be nice. Uh, what about you, Vic? What do you think? Uh, again, I was looking at the free agent market and there was only maybe one name that stood out. Uh, it's probably a very ambitious one, uh, Josh Onema. I'm quite surprised he's actually still available on a free. Uh, but he could, he's at PK, so he's about that 26, 27, I believe he is. So that's Paul Warren PK. Energetic midfielder who can contribute quite a lot going forward and he does get an odd goal here and there. So he could be a, a pretty much a like-for-like replacement. But also, I'd like to chuck another name in the hat that's already at Derby. This could be the uh, rising of maybe a certain Darren Robinson, maybe. Mm. Um, we can mm-hmm. maybe look at him to go and can, now we know that Villa and Southampton are sniffing. Maybe we could give him the chance to cement his place in the first team should Max Bird go. Do you think he's ready? Mm, not really. No, I don't think he is. But I think if we want to maybe sort of keep a hold of him, I think we might need to put him in the first mm-hmm. team. He'll only yeah. get better with uh, with chances. So if he, he can build on this experience and maybe we can mould him into what Max Bird is now. Uh, so don't forget Max Bird at the start of the season wasn't exactly playing the way he is now. Um, mm. So yeah, maybe we can mould him into that sort of player. Yeah, and Adam's just put in a little private chat. Um, I'm going to read it for you, mate. Uh, he's put mm-hmm. Ratcliffe for me from the academy to step up. Uh, agreed. He played in League One for Burton last season. He looked really good when he played. I'm surprised he hasn't played more in the um, 
I nearly call it the Johnston's paint trophy in the uh, Bristol Street Motors trophy. There we go. Uh, I'm surprised he didn't play more, to be honest, because he really impressed me in preseason and probably looked like one of the best young players we have. Um, so, yeah, that's a, a good shout, Adam. Uh, and just to sort of build on that, um, just looking at some of the comments, we've got David Clarkson, who says that the, the midfield has a, a massive lack of legs and Jim Johnston agrees. Um, and, yeah, I think that is one of our big problems, isn't it? Um, we, we do have a little bit of a lack of legs, you know, not for the want to try him, but Conor Hurahan's not got it anymore. Um, Corey Smith, he does and he doesn't. Uh, he's not consistent with his running, which you can expect. They're two older players. Uh, and that feeds wonderfully into my choice, which is Louis Reed from Mansfield. Uh, he's played under Nigel Clough, so he understands how to play the tedious football we play. Uh, he plays in centre mid or holding midfield and he can control the game. He's one of those players. He controls the game. He's great defensively. His defensive stats are great, but he's really good progressively as well. And when we're looking at a player to replace Max Bird, I'm not seeing him as a direct replacement, but I'm seeing him as someone who can sort of build the team up for us. He's one of the highest rated players in League Two. Um, obviously, again, he probably costs a little bit, but we need to spend a little bit if we want those players. Hopefully, Tyrese Fauna can step up and be that sort of player for us. Uh, I think he got sent off for Sierra Leone tonight, didn't he? Um, but, you know, Reed's the sort of player that we, we really need, I think. Um, unless one of the others can step up, we need that holding midfielder that can control games because Hurahan has good games, he has bad games, but I don't think the role suits him. We need someone that suits him in that position. So, yeah, I'm thinking for the balance of the midfield, we probably need someone that's a bit stronger, a bit quicker, and, uh, yeah, he's in the peak of their powers. Um, and I guess the last position we have, centre-half. Now, as mm. I said before, Aaron Cashin's likely off. Callum, we can't have Sonny Bradley play half a season. Um, I feel bad saying it. I really do. Uh, Adam was putting in the chat earlier that he's scared to go near more farm after some of the comments he's made about him because <laughs> who knows if Sonny's going to be coming out the door and, you know, lamping him one. Um, I feel bad about it. He just looks miles off it. He adds one good game and then two bad games. Uh, he's made two mistakes that have led to a goal directly in his last two appearances, um, which is very painful. So, Cal, who comes in to replace Erin Cashin to partner Curtis Nelson at the centre of our defence? So sticking to the mantra of what I've uh, done with the previous two, um, a player who I really liked at um, Shepherd Wednesday during the uh, League One season last year when they went up, um, Dominic Iorfa, um, who at Shepherd Wednesday is How currently is playing uh, 28. He's only 28. Wow. Only 28? Uh, yeah. Um, as I say, he, he has played 12 games currently so far this season. Um, he's been dipping out from the bench. Um He's getting his contracts up in the summer. Someone that you can maybe uh, get a snip. He's only at, um, as I say, that peak age that Paul Warren um, is uh, is going for, as Adam was saying, um, and did really, really well um, in their playoff push last year. So, um, again, physical, tall, uh, athletic, which I think would then complement um, uh, Nelson at the back. So that, that he's my shout. Whether it, it, we could get him, I don't know, and convince him again to come down from the championship, I don't know. But I think that's the kind of ill could play that I'd, I'd like to bring in. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I like it. I like it. Adam. For me, I've, I've had a look around. I'll, I'll name my first one, obviously, in the free market. Once again, Liam Cooper at Leeds, a player who had a stellar season when Leeds went up. Obviously, I don't think he's that that premiership player that they were looking for, but he's played eight appearances this season, got a goal for himself too. And I think he's a quality defender nearing the end of his career now. He's 32 years of age, but I still think he's got a couple of years left in him. Definitely at League One level where he could do a, a superb job for a team. Um, Is he but the main one... I'm not sure. He might be. Yeah. He might be, but I'm not too sure. But he's obviously out of contract. He's 32 and with Leeds looking to build something and, and progress back to the Premier League. I don't think he's the player that, that will be offered a large contract extension, if that at all. But my next player, one that I'm a massive fan of, and I know a few of us are here, Josh Earl mm. at Fleetwood Town. Um, he's left-footed centre-back. He can play left-back too. I'm not too sure which primarily his position is, but I think he played centre-back against Derby County earlier on the season. He always looks quality and I think he's massively underrated in this division. I don't see enough people talking about him. Um, he is a top player. Obviously, he is 25. He's coming into the peak of his career, like we were just saying. But I'm surprised he's not playing at a higher level. That's no disrespect to Fleetwood, but when you when you see a quality player like that, such a composed player, he he is like Arian Cashin in his style of play, mm. in my opinion, very composed on the ball and not too bad with his feet. Um, and I think he'd be a superb replacement. Yes, we'd probably have to spend a little bit of money, but you know, if we're looking at promotion and, and the clubs that have done it in previous years, they've had to spend money to get to get a couple of quality additions in, in in the January time when when you need that one or two extra players just to just to get you over the line. But for me, Josh Earl should be one that's high up on Derby County's list. But I wouldn't be surprised if he's high up on a couple of other clubs' lists in that top six. Yeah, completely agree. Um, I thought he was brilliant against us. Yeah, he really, really stood out, didn't he? I remember in the episode after that talking about him and how impressive he was. Um, again, yeah, you don't see him mentioned very much, probably because Fleetwood aren't having the best season themselves, but he, he's really stood out. And yeah, again, Fleetwood's, they're, they're not a huge team. And I wouldn't be surprised if a, a decent amount of money could tempt them to sell him because, you know, they're in a terrible position at the minute he probably won't want a relegation on his CV. So, yeah, who knows? Who knows? He'd definitely be one that I'd be looking at if uh, if I was Paul Warren. Uh, Vic, what's your shout, mate? Um, so, I've gone for a really ambitious one uh, who would cost a little bit of money and he plays in the Championship. Uh, and I only know this because I've been keeping an eye on West Brom throughout the season. Semi Ajay. I believe he played under Paul Warren at Rotherham as well. Um, so, he sort of fits the bill. He's a very... Powerful centre back. He's very tall. He can score from set pieces, which Paul Warren loves. Um, but he's just a calm, composed centre back who hasn't really been in in. He's been in and out of the team at West Brom this season, which makes me think he might be out of favour. So it might be worth a punt on that. Other than that, I had to look at the free market again, uh, and I've gone for experienced centre halves. So Liam Moore, I think formerly mm. of Reading, uh, probably would fit the bill again. The only thing that 
would would maybe put me off him is maybe the lack of pace. Also looked at Stephen Colker as well. Again, another experienced championship defender. Wouldn't be my first choice. However, he's got the experience uh, and maybe that's all we need in this centre-off position at the minute to see if we can get promoted. And he's got the captain's experience and all that that comes with mm. it. Uh, but my first choice would definitely be Semi Ajay. If we could just keep an eye on his situation at West Brom at the moment and maybe we could put a cheeky bid in, you never know. You do never know. And, and Stephen Cork is a really interesting one. I'm trying to remember where he last was. He went somewhere really rogue, didn't he? Mm. I can't remember where. Um yeah, someone, someone please let us know in the comments if you know, um, because I have no idea. But yeah, it was somewhere really weird. Um, before I say mine, we've got Dave Jennings who's put, um, you know, could we promote a couple of reserve players in the midfield to save a bit of money um, and then afford two new strikers? It's a great point. It is a really great point. I think, you know, if you look at the options we've got that aren't available at the minute, you know, Tyrese Fawn is just sort of coming back. Um, you've got Liam Thompson, who's been out for a long time. You've also got Horahan, you've got Smith. Um, forgot anyone? You've got Sibley, um, you know, obviously Bird, but if he's on his way out, Darren Robinson, Bea Fapetu, um, Radcliffe as well. We've got quite a few options in the middle. I think it's finding that, um, that balance, uh, which is really important. And I don't know if we'd find that without bringing someone in, but you know, it'd save us a bit of money. And if we could spend that on getting a good striker in. I would uh, wholeheartedly back it. And Alex uh, has stepped in and has said he played for Dundee, then a few clubs in Turkey, now Wigan. There we go. There we go. Uh, thank you. <laughs> you've, you've, you've spared our blushes there. You've spared our blushes. Um, and mine. So mine, I've gone for Fraser Horsfall, right? I've been a, a real League Two merchant today. Um, he's a centre-half. He plays for... Stockport County. I didn't want to get that wrong. At least said Stevenage then. Played for Stockport County, centre-half. Um, watched him a couple of times on the TV, which Stockport obviously are on all the time. Um, but he's the best in the air in League Two. He's good with his feet as well. Statistically, he's very, very good. He's the highest or second highest rated in League Two at the minute. Um, he looks really confident, obviously playing for a team, pushing for promotion. So he's going to be right up there. But I think the thing is with me is that if there's a player right up at the top, he's got great defensive stats. I think that says just how good they are because the majority of defensive players at the top, it's all pass, 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 pass. And the defensive stats kind of take a back seat, but his stats are brilliant. Um, so, yeah, Fred's Horsfall, 27, centre-half, great in the air. He's uh, he's the sort of player that I think Derby should be bringing in. Um, and Alex says, no problem. Thanks, mate. Um, <laughs> help me out there. Um, so, yeah, that, there's quite a few shouts there. There's quite a few shouts there. Um, and before we, we sort of move on to, to talking about Bristol Rovers at home uh, in, in a week, um, I just wanted to get all you guys as sort of the player you're looking forward to most seeing after this international break, because we've sort of come at a weird time. We've had some great results. We've had some poor results. And we sort of got to a point where it's kind of make or break for a couple of players leading up to January. You know, if, if Sonny Bradley doesn't perform, we'll probably get someone in January. If the strikers can't pick up their form, we'll probably get someone in. You, you see where I'm going. You see where I'm going. So, Cal, which player are you most looking forward to and, and think has a point to prove? Um, maybe not a point to prove to stay or or anything like that but i think came wilson as a point to prove to cement that right back position um all right wing think, yeah all right wing um i think the only thing is it's just with the players who are obviously in, in the same 
ilk Niambe has been really good and, and defensively, but you don't get that attacking outlet from him. Um, and also, when you look at the right wing, you've got Mendes Lane, you've got Barkazen, who have been, again, on their day, um, formidable. Um, it's just, again, I just think that the, the kids bring something completely different. Um, he's always looking to go forwards. He doesn't even look backwards or sideways. Um, and if he can just pull off any more nutmegs, then uh, the, the Instagram reels will just carry on. So, that, again, I just think he just brings excitement. And I think with the way Paul Warren plays, we need excitement um, because mm. it's very um, structured. It's very direct. And there's not many times where we get an opportunity to see players just go at um, their opposition. Um, so, and I think uh, Kane Wilson just brings that in abundance. I don't think you blinked then for that entire time, Carl. I was actually <laughs> genuinely getting a bit worried about you then. Um, but no, I agree. He's the guy behind me, his favourite player, because all he does is shout forwards all game, every game. And and Kane Wilson certainly goes in that direction. So yeah, exciting player. And let's hope he can get in the first team. I think we're a bit like England, aren't we? We've got three pretty unbelievable right backs. Uh, and how do we get them all in? Uh, Adam, what about you, mate? I was going to say Kane Wilson too, but I'll switch up now. Ah, just reiterate. Yeah, no, Callum got in there before me. But I think a good point is also Niambe's contract's up in January too. Mm. Um, we were talking about what we should do in January. That's got to be top of the list for me. Get Niambe tied down to a two, three-year contract because he's a quality player who could easily be in the championship um, for sure. But for me, I'm looking forward to seeing Mendes Lang. Um I just love watching him. He, he, we always talk about him being the player that can can get the bums off the seats, if, if so to say, with with how good he is at his skills and getting forward. And also, he's got an eye for goal. And you know, I think he's had a bit of a rest now this international break, which is what everybody's been saying he's needed um, for a while now. Just a good solid rest, and we're coming back into it. And hopefully, he can be banging form and and really really light us up as a team. So yeah, Mendes Lang for me, love the player. Me too, me too. Nice bloke as well. Always yeah. goes across really nicely. Um, not just saying that because he follows me. Um, and <laughs> I'll, get, I'll get upset if he ever unfollows me, so I've got to keep him on side. You know what I mean? Uh, Vic, what about you, pal? I was going to say Mendes Lang as well. Uh, oh, come on, Lang. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll switch it up. I got, I got Tom Barkazen, uh, just purely because he looked like he was getting a bit of momentum, a bit of form in the side. Um, it'd be interesting to see if he can maintain that now when he comes back from the international break or really fall off the cliff like he did last season. Um, so I'll be interested to see how he goes. Collins as well. Um, obviously, he's scored. I know you're going to say he scored against kids, but five goals in the week. Can he keep that up now? Can we see some goal scoring momentum coming from him? And another lad that's coming back from injury, Tyrese John Jules. I'd be interested mm, to see how he slots yeah. into the side. Uh, see if he can offer us something different to what we've already got up front. So I'll be interested to see if he can stake his claim in the side. Absolutely. Um, and and my answer, I've got someone different to all of you, Liam Thompson. Um, <laughs> he's back soon, mm. next couple of weeks, I think. Uh, he's back on the grass, isn't he? And he was pretty unbelievable before he got injured you know he was everywhere we've not seen that energy since uh well maybe jason knight but there was some fella called craig that played in center mid for us as well wasn't there and he was quite energetic and liam thompson's got a little bit of that he's only about three feet tall but that doesn't matter a lot of the time because he makes the most of it he uses his height he moves really well um and he can play a, a number of different positions 
Um, so, yeah, really excited to see him back when he is back and hopefully he'll add something to our midfield, especially in those games where it's really, really tight on little pitches. I think having a little player like that could uh, make a big difference. And another player, uh, one that we haven't really spoke about at all on this pod all season is Callum Elder. Um, he, you know, he's barely had a look in. He picked up a, a, a nasty injury, didn't he? Um, early on, he's back now. I think Fozzie's been excellent, but I'd like to see Elder play as well. There's a reason why Elder's played in in the championship for so long, and why Paul Warren wanted him, and why we were so excited when he came in. So, yeah, Callum Elder's another one um, that I'm really looking forward to seeing. So, yeah, let's hope they can all step up. Um, I was going to say uh, Sonny Bradley, but I was scared um, just in case Adam <laughs> kills me. Um, so, yeah, we'll uh, we'll move straight on to Bristol Rovers at home, right? So. We had the pleasure of sitting next to Gascast and uh, Kaz, who's one of the co-founders of Her Game 2. She's part of that as well, and and she's a Bristol Rovers fan. And uh, they weren't the most confident, were they? They were they were buzzing that Joey Barton's gone. Uh, I don't think they were the biggest fans of him. Uh, but there wasn't a, a massive amount of confidence there ahead of the game uh, next week. Uh, Callum, I mean, you look at Bristol Rovers, they've got some really good players. They've got the best striker of this generation. Um, you know, how are we going to deal with that? Um, take him out. <laughs> Just take him out early. <laughs> Just take him out early. Now I'm I'm looking forward to hearing from uh, the guys um, for the preview this week because I'm interested to see what has really changed since uh, Barton's uh, departure. Um, they've got um, players and, and a team that can cause upsets. We've seen it this season um, in in small pockets. It's just whether at home we have that edge, um, which is from chatting to them on the night uh, at the awards. That's what they're, they're most worried about is that we at home can turn teams over quite quickly um, if we're on our if we're on our song. It's just whether we can pull that performance out after an international break. Um, and it really depends on what Paul Warren um, decides to do. Does he Because Bristol aren't a team that really sit off, um, from what I remember. Um, again, this could all completely change with uh, new management. So they're kind of an unknown entity, which kind of worries me a little bit. So we'll kind of just have to see what, how it plays out. Yeah, we will. And I've just seen before I come to you, Adam, Jim Johnson said, sign Vic Singh. Uh, I've seen him from the South hey. stand organising the defence from his position. <laughs> um, Vic, you're a very responsible man, but I'm not sure. I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure about that stuff. I'm, I'm applying for the job as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Um, and we've had a shout from, from Paul White who said, why not play Wilson in the bird role? Can attack, defend and add legs to midfield? Uh, I mean, we've seen a lot of right backs go into midfield at the minute, aren't we? Yeah, um, a bit of Trent. Yeah, yeah Trent for England. Uh, don't know about that one, Paul. <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to think about that. I think that'll be one of the. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. But you never know. You never know with uh, with the way football is nowadays. And thank you to Will White, who says great work, guys. Happy for you for your awards. Right, Adam. Now finish waffling. Uh, what, what do you reckon, Bristol Rovers, the Chris Martin Derby? Uh, what's going on? I think it's a difficult game. Like Callum said, Bristol Rovers don't sit off. I've just got flashbacks to last season's away game there where we were we were actually incredibly lucky to come away with a point um, by the end of it. So hopefully we don't get an early goal and sit off again. I mean, what worries me is not only Chris Martin, Aaron Collins, former Derby player Luke Thomas for them. He always seems to have a great game whenever playing Derby. I know he came off the bench for Barnsley, I think it was last season, scored. scored after on his like first touch, which... 
of course he did. But, you know, they've got some really underrated players in this division, Bristol Rovers players who, when it comes to January, they'll be looking to try and keep hold of or, or get a good fee for them. So I think it's going to be a difficult game. They're unbeaten in six, got some great form. I think they're like four points behind us or five points behind us. They're in ninth, something like that. It's going to be a tough game. But once again, as we always talk about, we want to see Derby build form. And I think at this point, we're looking for, for some good performances um, to come along with that form. Um, and it would be a great start against Bristol Rovers because I think they are a tough test. And last season, under Joey Barton, Aaron Collins scored a hatful of goals, but they didn't get near to that playoff spot. And at the moment, I think they'll be looking to to break into that top 10, top 12. So difficult game, um, but one that if we're on form and the players come back from injury and you know, well and rested, then I think we should be able to come out with uh, three points, in my opinion. Mm, I agree. And it's interesting what you say there. They had a few players that scored quite a lot of goals. And I think Peterborough, I know they scraped the playoffs in the end, but I think they were quite similar. Um, and I was listening to something with Steve Parrish, who's um, the chairman of Crystal Palace the other day. And he was saying when he looks to bring in managers and stuff like that, he always looks at managers that can build a defence first because you can score all the goals in the world. But if you're leaking goals at the other end, you're not going to succeed in the league over a full season. Uh, and that's why he said he brought in Roy Hodgson because, you know, he can organise the defence and get that goal difference right. Um, so, yeah, I'd agree. I think if, if a new manager can come in and, and shore them up a bit, make them a little bit more compact and use players like Chris Martin to set up players like Collins, I think they could be quite a dangerous entity. So, yeah, yeah, I think we'll see. Let's hope it's not a, a replay of last season's away game because, yeah, that was horrendous, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> Vic, Vic, what do you reckon, pal? Ooh. I don't know. It's one of them. It's, I think Derby County at the minute is a bit of a wounded animal after the crew defeat. I think there's going to be a lot of questions asked about what Derby County side is going to turn up on Saturday. If it's the one that turns up against Barnsley, we should be in for a win. If it's the one that turns up against Crew, bearing in mind it was more or less the same team, could be in for a long afternoon. It's going to be a test of character for our lads, I think, because we've got a point to prove now. Um, that defeat would, would have hurt a lot of the lads. Um, a lot of the fans weren't happy with that, even though it's the first round of the FA Cup. It's the manner of the defeat. So, mm. like I said, Derby's a bit of a wounded animal at the minute. Hopefully, we can use that to spur us on to just go all guns blazing on Saturday. Um, but to be honest, I can't really call. As, as, as we said all season, I can't really call which Derby County side's going to turn up on the day. <laughs> we definitely can't. We definitely can't. And right, everyone in the comments, I'd like to hear your score predictions uh, as I go to the boys. Um, Callum, score prediction, goal scorer. Or goal scorer I'll is. go... 2-1 Derby. I'll go Collins no and I'll go Max Bird. Max Bird. Wow. Uh, Adam? I'll steer away from the classic 2-1 to be different. I'm going to copy <laughs> Jim Johnston and say it. A 3-2 Derby County win. I'm hoping this game will have will have a bit of everything in it. An entertaining game. I know we had an entertaining game last time Bristol Rovers came to Pride Park. Um, so I'm hoping for the same again. I'll go with a 3-2 win. I think Mendes Lang with a brace and Barkhazen with the goals for Derby and then Chris Martin brace or something like that for uh, for Bristol Rovers. He's bound to score against us, isn't he? he? So yeah. If he celebrates, I'll be devastated as well. I'll be crying. Uh, I'll be crying. <laughs> it should have been for us. Uh, Vic, what about you, mate? I'm going to go for a 2-2 draw. I, just, I don't think there's going to be much to separate the sides. I think there'll be a lot of goals involved. Uh, for us, I think we'll go with a Mendes-Lang and a Collins goal to continue it. And for them, 
Luke Thomas and Chris Martin. How about it, eh? An all Derby County show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, in, before I say mine in the comments, we've got Jim Johnson, who said 3-2 win, and apologised to the Bristol Rovers fans in the comments at the same time. And Dave Jennings, who said 1-0 to Derby. Chris Martin own goal. Now, that hey. would be something, wouldn't it? Uh, he'd probably celebrate it as well in front of the South Stand. Um, I'm going to say, I think it'll be the same as last season. I think it'll be a really entertaining game, 4-2. Uh, in the league, we're so good at scoring goals at home at the minute. Um, yeah, I think we'll we'll put four past them, but I think they'll be dangerous as well. I think they'll cause us a lot of problems. Um, four goals, I mean, what you got Mendes Lang will score one. I reckon Waghorn will come back from injury off the bench and grab one. I reckon we'll have a rogue goal scorer as well. Someone, I mean, Kay Wilson's got to score eventually. Uh, he's missed enough chances now, so I think one will finally rebound off his head and go in. <laughs> Uh, and last but certainly not least, yeah, Mr. Louis Sibley. I think Sibley will uh, finally find the back of the net and uh, maybe bring back that form we've been begging for for about three years. Uh, so, yeah, right. That That is it. That is it. Um, I just want to say I've still got the thing in my hands because it lives next to me at all times now um, for, for audio listeners. I've got the FCA Silver Award in my hands. We're so grateful to all of you for voting. Um, I know we said it at the start, I can't stress it enough. Um, life-changing. It genuinely, it's life-changing. Uh, it's one of those things where I will always look back on that night as one of the best nights of my life. Um, and it was just unbelievable. So you guys made that happen. You guys supported us. You guys listened. You guys put us in this position. And for that, I can't just speak for these lads here. I can speak for everyone that's been on the pod massively massively grateful um it was so special so yeah thank you so much for that um if you did enjoy please check us out on youtube on audio stuff spotify apple pods you know where to find us by now uh, and if you can subscribe on youtube we're looking to get to a thousand by the end of the year um we'd really really love that um so even if you don't want to watch us even if you don't want to look at our faces please head to youtube hit that subscribe button and uh, yeah join the youtube family as well um so yeah that's it um fca silver award winning rams talk podcast uh out um goodbye from me goodbye from me goodbye from me and goodbye from me thank you very much everyone have a fantastic week away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.